Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, let's go. Come on, friends. Roll the dice. Roll the fucking dice. There we go. It's a video. Roll the dice. Come on.
What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 101 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Hangman with One Mistake. It's from their album called One by One. It came out earlier this year on Flat Spot Records. And uh, and it's it's by far one of, one of the better hardcore releases of the year. I was, earlier this year, I was trying to come up, or just recently, I was trying to come up with my favorite records of the year list. And I realized there wasn't a lot of hardcore records, hardcore albums, I gotta be specific, albums, full lengths, that came out this year. There wasn't a lot that were on my list but uh, for albums of the year. But uh, Hangman, Hangman was on there. There was a couple other random ones, like Three Week Old Roses, Time and Pressure, some of that melodic hardcore coming back. But anyway, Hangman is not that. Hangman is just is just cool. It sounds good. It sounds like uh, sounds like familiar New York hardcore, but uh, but modernized, and uh, and and I enjoy it. Um, so check out that song, One Mistake. Check out the album, One One by One. Check out the record label, Flat Spot Records. Everything I'm gonna be playing for you on this episode is uh, from Flat Spot Records. So please check out that label and support those bands. You might have heard Rule Them All on an earlier episode. Well, this week we got End It. Uh, End It is a Baltimore hardcore band uh, from well. Baltimore, and uh, my friend Akil sings for him. I don't know that I know. Well, I think I know some of the other guys in the band. Uh, maybe Chris playing drums. Maybe he's not. I don't know. It's hard to keep up with drummers. Drummers are always in and out. Whatever. Uh, End it. And Akil are putting out a record um, called the One Way Track, and uh, it's coming out sometime in January. I'm not sure on the release date yet. But uh, Akil uh, came on a podcast and had a conversation. Uh, it was a long time coming. We tried to set this up several times before. I've known Akil for a long time, but I'm glad we finally did it. So uh, so it's episode 101. We're going to be dropping knowledge with Akil Godzi on Getting It Out Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Uh, I, I, I can't say Merry Christmas. Christmas is over, but I can say Happy New Year. So Happy New Year. You'll be hearing this before uh, the New Year happens. You know, speaking of years, my wife got me a really cool gift that uh, that she had done with the guy, Jared, who used to do my uh, my podcast images. And she had this nice little poster made and framed of the first year of the podcast. And I thought that was really cool. And that that, that, that reminds me that we're going into year three. 2020 will be year three of getting it out podcast and uh i know I, I talk about how long i've been doing this and it's not that long um by comparison to a lot of things but it's uh it's consistent whatever you know what i'm saying um it's 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 something people can get mad about i i think i think we need more things to get mad about um i think we can find more reasons to be mad about better things like uh like what well like like i get i get annoyed at people who are annoyed at uh at transgender folk when they want to play uh, sports in their desired genders league, but then at the same time, like I'm being a bit of a hypocrite because I remember how I fe- how I felt when uh, my brother started playing volleyball, and uh, you know he, he went from basketball to volleyball. It's kind of the same thing, you know. It's but I got to be easy on him. He like myself is a millennial. I think by by think I think that's when we were born, right? I, I can never look it up and find the correct ages. So. So he was a millennial. So we're soft by uh, by most people's comparisons. We're a soft generation. Uh, I say that sarcastically because they clearly don't recognize that we lived through uh, things like um, Y2K and uh, the blizzard of '93. 
Did you know how many school days we missed? And we still graduated. So, like, if you don't think we know a thing or two about adversity, um, think again. The whole world was going to end at Y2K. And you know how many raptures we've survived? So, you know, okay, maybe we haven't gone to war. But uh, whatever. We've gone to war with nature, Mother Nature and Jesus and uh, and technology and survived that. So... I think we deserve some credit. So if my brother wants to play volleyball, that's fine, right? He's allowed to. He earned that right. I mean, he did earn that right. He can't do it now. Now he's like, uh, I don't know, he's an old guy. He can't go play volleyball now. You can't do that. After a certain age, and unless you're Tony Hawk, uh, we publicly revoke your right to wear knee pads in public. So so I'm sorry, but uh, that's, that's just kind of the rules I just made up. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, I wanted to throw this question out there. For everybody, uh, when I was growing up, there was a kid that I that that I knew. His name was Ben. Uh, we'll call him Tim for this story. Although I just told you his name, so let's just keep calling him Ben. His name was Ben, and uh, he was born with an extra finger on each hand, uh, one one to the right and one to the left of the pinky, I guess, depending on which way you're looking at your hand. <laughs> Whatever you know what I'm saying. One one to the left, one to the right of the pinky. Uh, on the left hand, there was an extra one. On the right hand, there was an extra one. And uh, I don't know how 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 effective they were or how um, developed they were, but uh, when he was a baby, they chopped them off, right? They just whacked them off uh, as a baby. I should rephrase that. They didn't whack them off as a baby. They removed his fingers, uh, his extra fingers. Now, I keep saying this is strange because I don't know what we call these. Say uh, these, these fingers were fully developed and uh, he could have used them. Uh, I, I get it. It would have been a little bizarre, but it would have been pretty cool too. Uh, he he would have had a. I don't, I don't know what what how that favors you, but a pretty decent grip. Um, but what what I'm concerned about is what would we have called those fingers? Every finger's got a name: thumb, index, middle, ring, pinky. But uh, if we add one, if somebody has an extra. What do they call that? Who, how does somebody... You can't just say your your extra finger. That's rude. Yeah, that's just something I thought uh, thought of the day. Episode 101. Like, uh, like I said, we're dropping knowledge on this episode. So episode 101, what do you call your extra finger if you were to have one? Okay, so enough of my bullshit. I want to move on. I want to play you a song from End It. This is actually off of their uh, last record. It's called Give Up and then uh, some words in another language I don't quite know. So uh, w- let me try to say it. Give up vas a morir. <laughs> no idea what that means. No idea how to say that. And uh, I don't apologize because I, lo- I know the language that I know and that's it. All right. I should know other languages though. I should learn one. Anyway, here's, here's give up slash something else. And it's by end it. And then you can listen to the conversation I had with Akil. Oh, 
Yo. Yo, Akio, what's up, man? Not much. How you doing, Crayon? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. I got a lot, of, a lot to complain about. I can't think of anything right now, but if I think real hard, I bet I do. I mean, by the time I get to the middle of this bottle of Evan, we'll figure something out. <laughs> That's right. All right, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> are, we, are we on the same page? God damn it. I got, I got the band uh, group chat going on if you hear birds in the background. That's all right. That's all right. I can I can deal with birds. I'll say, are we on the same page? I, I don't know. I don't even know what that phrase really means. I just say it. <laughs> I mean, are we on the same page would imply that you are also drinking Evan Williams straight this evening. No, no, I, I had a I had a rum and coke, a rum and coke zero, like a like a real gentleman, and now I'm having some. Watch some cards. <laughs> yeah, now I'm having some Freebirds. What's Freebirds? It's just a, it's just a beer, Freebird Air, Free Freebird Ale from Lord Hobo Brewing. Oh, okay. Where's that? A, is that a PA thing? I don't know. No, I, I, nah, I, I don't think. No, 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 no. It's, it's. A, you know, I semi fashion myself as a craft cocktail guy. You do. So you drink Evan. So you drink Evan Williams straight. Well, that's that's for uh, talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> you might need that. You know? <laughs> they got that to do yeah, with yeah. craft cocktails. All right, I, I, I can respect that. Right on. One second. Let me tell these assholes to stop texting me. Go ahead. Because it's still going to keep going. Mm. I feel like you can block this shit with an iPhone. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm an Android guy. Oh, for real? Yeah. I, I like How that. How do you, you face that? How do I FaceTime people? Yeah. I don't. This is the best. You're missing out. No way. The only person I want to FaceTime with is my daughter. And uh, I can do that with my wife's phone. So, otherwise. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't need to. I, like, I feel awkward even when I FaceTime with my daughter. It feels strange. Like, I feel like I got to do Yo, something. Yo, how old is your daughter now? She's six. Six and a half. Jesus Christ. Yeah, how old's yours? My daughter's two now. Two? Yeah, I got a fucking two-year-old. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? She won't say a kill, but she can say cheese curls. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, right? Yeah, close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I know, I know. Like the shit. Like, did did you did you find all the cliche father shit to be true? Like what? I don't know. Like. uh a cliche parent shit, like like the thing, like your time goes so time seems like it goes way faster now when you're watching like your kid grow up. I yeah, yeah, that is because like you know she's uh, primarily with her mother. Right, so is mine. So by the time I see her, you know what I mean. So like you see a couple weeks go by, maybe a month or two, depending on what kind of life you lead. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's like you can see it in her eyes, like oh, you know what's going on now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they start to pick That's up wild. on life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just sitting yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. It gets like weird. Like, you were just, like, more than preoccupied, and now you're, like, rolling your eyes at me and shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, eventually you get to hit him, I think. I don't know when, but I think eventually you can hit him. So. <laughs> you just only, el- only open hands and elbows. You can't punch him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the they're women, and we're not misogynistic. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> No, careful. <laughs> so, so, so I, I, I don't think we were supposed to talk about beating our kids. Hypothetically, beating our kids that aren't old enough. But, 
But but I did want to talk to you. I tried to talk to you for a while now, right? You and I tried you to have. we tried to set up a conversation. Probably I don't I don't know I don't I don't look at the time the date almost on our like last. two years ago now. Yeah, I was I was on it. I wanted to hear a keel. I think was that in support of end it or malicious code? I believe it was end it. It was end it around then. Yeah, yeah, end it was around. I dropped the ball on that because I suck. Yeah, but you you, was, you said you were doing some crazy shit then, right? Like working with bodies. You still working with bodies? So I actually, it's funny you should mention that. Uh, me and that dude had a falling out. Yeah. Because, like, I gave too much of a fuck, and now he hired me back. Like, he reached out to me because he needed the assistance. So I just had my first 24-hour shift, <clears throat> excuse me, coming back yesterday. Oh, wow. Well, it came full circle. Yeah. And now here we are again. So that's all we needed to happen. And that, yeah, actually, shit, I forgot about that, yeah. That might have been <laughs> what was necessary, because I couldn't help but notice that you are about to reach 100 episodes. Yeah, I Congratulations. am. Yeah, this one will actually six, be, so you know. this one will actually be 101. Yo, alright, so boom, I'm glad you said that, because I was talking to a friend of mine, I was like, I might be 100, if I'm 101, maybe I can work in like a drop a knowledge pun but i didn't get time to work it out <laughs> no you know actually who's yeah. I, I could say who who's who'll be a 100 because this will be after it but 100 is uh is tommy victor from prong which is a pretty cool one are you serious yeah yo that's cool as hell yeah 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 it gets to get i've got to have some that's one of the coolest things about doing this right is that i've got to have conversations with people that i've known for a very long time like yourself and conversations with people whose music that I grew up listening to, like Tommy Victor from Prong, you know, and it's been right. a, it's been a, it's been a cool, and, and and everyone in between too, like people I don't know for shit, and whose music I yeah. just I, who I just discovered and just happened to like, and then we sit here and we talk about beating their kids too. <laughs> That's pretty much. You think this is a music podcast? This is actually a child beating symposium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your idea. <laughs> Write them down. We we speak I in mean, code. I do appreciate you uh, having me on because, like, you uh, you had a blog and you used to like rate shit and whatnot. Yeah, well, that, that was a, that was a website I used to. Yeah, I used to write reviews for. Still do sometimes, but very pretty rarely. But uh, yeah, yeah. But, like you, uh, I remember coming along that thing, and like you know, you're a little bit older than me. Yeah. So to a degree, I that made me respect your opinion more because, like, there was there of course there's bands you saw that I'll never get to see. Right. Yeah, but there's a, there's so a like, funny there's a funny thing about sorry I didn't mean to cut you off, but there's a funny thing about that too. Yet. Like it just all it was was somebody let me do it on their website. Like my opinion doesn't mean shit. And the same thing with this. Like it's just I'm just I'm the one who puts this out there. You know what I mean? So so it only means something because because I'm doing it. Like anybody else can do it too. You could do this too. Cost cost seventeen dollars for a USB microphone, and then you do it. And then people are like, oh, what's he got to say? Wait, that's all I need. That's all you need, man. You know how many people been asking me to do a goddamn podcast? Okay, on your videos, uh, do a podcast, man. I, well, because I, I'd rather do it face to face. That's yeah, my whole. Yeah. Time. Oh no, no, and and I think I I think that would work. Like the the reason I do it like this over the phone is because of where I live. Now, if I was still living in Baltimore, like I so do, you live in the city. Yeah, I'm. Um, me and my lady just moved to like Midtown. I'm like right. Mount Vernon. Well, see, so even if you weren't, you're 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 in enough of a an area where people are going to be coming through, or people are at, you know, where I'm at now, Lancaster, yeah. Pennsylvania. It's not. I don't get a lot of people coming through, you know. See, when you asked me initially, remember, I was like, "Yeah, when you want me to come up?" 
You want yeah, to yeah. do it on the phone? I was like, that ain't as much fun. I want to go. I drive the PA. I had a Cadillac at the time. I was like, I had already had it planned out. <laughs> well, I wish we had done it then. That would have been fun. Well, this, when I get my podcast, and I'll have you on. Okay, yeah, that's, that, we'll do it, and then you can come pick me up in a Cadillac because that feels like it has to be part yeah, of it. Yeah, and we'll just do it in the car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, so so you you have been doing end it now for how long? I think fuck Andy. Andy, I was doing end it before my daughter was born, so that was like it'll be three years. Come like April of next year. Yeah, and this came, did this come out of your other band, Malicious Code, or was this just all, all on its own? So, like, I was doing the code, and, you know, Vaughn, I don't know if you know Vaughn, he's a drum drummer for Malicious Code. Yeah. Yeah, he went off and started, like, scabbing for other groups, and these kids came to me, they were like, kid, we need a vocalist. And I kind of felt bad, because I didn't necessarily want to, you know, Malicious Code my first band. Right. So I didn't want to necessarily leave. But if he can go play in other bands, why can't I? Yeah, that's, that's how it that, happens. That's literally all that happened. And I'm glad he did because otherwise I'd have been stuck in Malicious Code. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't remember Malicious Code being being bad at all, but I don't remember what it, what it was. It was different than Ended, right? Yeah, it was different. And Malicious Code had like, because uh, Mitch, you know Mitch O'Shansky? O'Shansky, yeah. Yeah, Mitch, like, he like a son of riffer rambler black metal kind of guy and i'm over here like riffing lines listening to d9 like we ain't necessarily on the same accord right but it was an opportunity to be in a band so i did it i hear you it's it's i think i think you know and you and you were somebody like myself who was around for a long time before you joined the band but you also you also kind of had the the personality of somebody who should be who should have a microphone in a band which I think is right. I think there's a lot of people that there's not a lot of people I should say there's not a lot of people that you see that you see at the scene that kind of have a, a a personality where you might want to hear them tell some jokes because everybody usually has a real shitty sense of humor and uh, yeah you know, they just recycle their own somebody else's stuff so so to me it's always fun to have somebody like yourself uh, finally take a microphone and say some shit and uh, and I, I've enjoyed end it so far although I don't think I see you guys live yet. I'll say, I don't think you've uh, seen us live yet either. No. Closest we played to you, we played Philly like January 3rd, maybe two years ago at the yeah. fire. Nah, I've never yeah. been there. Yeah, I don't get out to shit anymore. I'm bad. I'm bad with it. This is this is my involvement. You now. like married, and she has children before y'all got married, right? She got one, yes. We have two, yeah. Yeah, so she got one, you got Mazzy, and like, you grown. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, what I mean, between mortgage and car payments and shit, like if you, I would be more concerned if I did keep seeing me, you would show me. <laughs> that's that's a good Yo, point. That's she got die at some point, motherfucker. Go get laid. I don't know. Have a steak. Sit down. I like it. I'm, I'm taking your advice. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Joe got you. Joe gonna put on a fence. Joe gonna throw a banger. Come out today. All right. All right. And then go home. Let the kids have uh, Do it on a Sunday. How about that? Yeah, do it on that? Sunday. Can we do it on a Sunday at 10 a.m.? <laughs> yeah, get I home really by 3. I really got to get to Target, guys. <laughs> I, I, went to tar- I went to Target yesterday. You know that, right? I did go to Target. I did go to Target and Philadelphia yesterday. So how about that on a Sunday? Oh, yeah. That's, see, there you go. Yeah. All right. So so, so you you did end. You started to end it. And you guys put out a, a record. Was that was it a demo? 
or was that supposed to be the seven inch? That was just a demo. Yeah. Also, I did not. I did not begin and it. And it was uh, three dudes jamming. Excuse me. And then they, I joined and it. So I ain't beginning them just. Oh, well, yeah. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I, I mean, I, it don't. But I like to be thorough. Yes, that's that's nice of you. That's nice of you to say that. And, <laughs> and, and you should. But yeah. But so so yeah, the, don't nobody. That's it. In the annals of history, no one's gonna give a motherfucker. <laughs> No, 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 no. But so was that was was there a demo before the seven inch or did the did the demo become the seven inch? Uh yeah, the demo just became the seven inch. They right. already had those songs written and then, you know, I just wrote lyrics to them. We went for it. And was that one was that one out on Flat Spot too? Yep. Uh, so you know, we only got like I think we got like five songs on the internet proper. And yeah, that's the only release we got through right. Flat Spot. Right. And and well, I was going to ask you that too, because this one, this one is only four. So now, total, is there really only nine songs in the history of End It? No, that uh, on the internet, yeah. No, I mean like, like the like the ones that like I I have your new record, right? That's four more songs. Okay, yeah. And then there's five that you did before. There's probably like four others outside of that. Well, there's special songs, the hidden tracks. Yeah, right. Well, actually, we put a B-side up on, like, Christmas two years ago, but nobody really gave a shit. It happens. So they, they've been up, but I think somebody snatched them down because they went, like, re-recording. Yeah. There's a whole lot of, like, people's perception of shit, and I thought this was a fucking punk band. <laughs> but people care it's a little like, too much so sometimes? There's so many politics. What's up? People care a little bit too much sometimes? Yeah, so, like, yeah, because, like, this is hardcore punk. Who gives a motherfucker? Like, you know, don't, like, Zeke Howe. I don't know. Don't right. be a racist. Most of that shit, everything's pretty much fair game. You got to think. I've been the only black dude in the room for a very long time. Right. So, who cares? <laughs> well, how did it's you get... It's kind of weird when you running with, like, a... I ain't even going to drop no names because there's no point. But, like, you run with certain cats and you see them fuck up actual races. But then it's like, yeah, nigga. So, this one time, you just... It's a balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I, I, I can probably put names. You know exactly the people, what yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. You know exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, That's we, some real Baltimore shit. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, how did you get involved in all this anyway? So, like, I went to high school, and uh, some kids start talking about hardcore. Mind you, like, I played Tony Hawk, so I was familiar. And like, my dad, I grew up on Cooper and shit like that, so I'm familiar with rock music. And then yeah. I get to high school. It's like 2004. And kids are talking about hardcore. Hardcore, hardcore. All I hear is hardcore. So I go see what this hardcore thing is about. And at that point in time, it's swoosh bangs and skinny jeans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 2004. You know what I mean? Like real tight be, yeah. yeah. And the music was cool. You know what I mean? You got like an incinerate and like the breakdowns. I ain't never heard nothing like that. So the shit was tight. So I'm going to shows, just like local shows and whatnot. And then... I couldn't remind you of who, but somebody, I'll just give credit to Nick Calhoun. Nick Calhoun saw me doing my thing, being like a punker, it's like, yeah. like early 2000 kids, like, yeah, don't listen to that. Don't do any, stop what you're doing and come here. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are. It puts you under the wing. Yeah, it took me under the wing, like, you're an embarrassment, and that's fine. <laughs> just come hang out with me. But you know, like, I feel like that's like a, that's like a thing on, uh, that, that has to happen on both ends. Like, you, you gotta be, 
you got to have somebody do that to you, and you got to do that to somebody else eventually. Yeah. Like, have you, you found? Pass on that energy. Yeah, yeah. Have Have you found yourself doing the same yet, or are you just waiting? For, are you just waiting for the the perfect, the perfect protege. Well, uh, I mean, if I had to say I had a protege, it would be uh, Kyle. You know, Kyle says like he book shows through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Garner. Yeah, yeah. Garner. Yeah, Kyle Garner. I wouldn't necessarily say me and Kyle as tight as Nick and myself. Right. But uh, Kyle, cool. Yeah, <laughs> he's all right. But you got to think it's a different it's a different breed of children, right? You got to think when I first met you, I was like sneaking out the house and going to Fells at like fifteen. Yeah, wow. These kids ain't doing that. No. Yeah, you probably met me at like Rotos or the Stone or something. Yeah, I was like fifteen. But <laughs> I don't think I realized how young some people were back then. You know. Obviously. If you conduct yourself, ain't nobody supposed to know. This is illegal. No one's supposed to know how old I am. <laughs> yeah, but but you, I mean, we, you and I occupied the same, literally occupied the same spaces. Um, at, at one point, you were living at six hundred two Savage Street, which later that's where I was living as well. And that's actually the, right. That's where I lived when my daughter was born. Right. That was and, a good place. It's, was it? I don't know. I, 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 yeah, a lot of a lot of bad juju in six hundred two Savvy Street. <laughs> but it's a great street name, though. I loved saying that one. For what we get into, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you remember when that corner store got? Were you living there when that corner store yeah, got raided? I slept through it. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> was that like the? What was it like? The, it was like the distribution center for like the drugs on the east side, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah. actually, like apparently they were coming up from DC, and like yeah, that was because you noticed there was nothing on the show. Yeah, look, look, the first week I lived there, the first weekend, I walked over to that store to buy a pack of cigarettes or something. I came out and I said to, you remember Devin, the neighbor, and his grandma? Yeah, I said, <laughs> I said to, I said to uh, his grandma, I said there. How, what is this storefront for? And she was, she's like, "What do you mean?" Said, they don't got anything, and like they're open the, all hours of the night. There's, you know, they had that big back room, and people would pull up in their large SUVs right beside. Like, who, I've been here for twenty four like, hours. You know you, right? <laughs> yeah, like I've been here for twenty four hours, and this is so clearly a front. Like. It, it, <laughs> You'd have like kids hanging out, man in the counter, smoking bowls. Like, what the what the fuck, man? You guys got to do better. How much is that? Fuck it, give me a dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't so, even have milk. So when I when I yeah, they always had good bread and milk though. <laughs> they, they actually helped the community a lot. So let me tell you about this. Me and my relation is goddamn corner store. Yeah, I move into Savage Street with Mike, rest in peace, and fucking this white boy Casey. Yeah. Now I ain't have nothing going for me. I sold my pit bull to move into that place. Yeah, I sold that's a pit bull for like six hundred dollars. <laughs> People be like, "Be like, adopt, don't breed." I'm like, "You sure? Because that's an asset." <laughs> I never. <laughs> we I never, with different economies. I like it. Thank you. So I moved fucking in there. Uh, my rent's like two hundred a month, and me and Casey, Casey didn't have a job. I didn't have a job. We really need some grass. So we walk up to the corner store. Casey folds his arms. Puts his elbows on a can. He's like, real talk. Where can I get some weed? Next thing you know, we got a tab. <laughs> and then we would have weed on the tab. We'd have food. Like, I would go to pay it. And they'd be like, oh, for real? 
Don't even worry about it. Thanks for coming back. Like it was, I love that quarter store. <laughs> was the old woman still in there? No, the, the old lady would be in there and her son, I can drop his name because he got indicted. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Charles was in there working on his MBA and he, just the simple fact that we come back to pay him, he'd be like, it's fine. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> we come in there with bags of quarters because that was our lifeline. We didn't have a car. Yeah, we no, had this please, don't. Store that sold please don't. Shitty, regular weed. <laughs> that neighborhood. So we that, had to pay him back. That neighborhood was funny. A lot of a lot of stuff happened to me while I was living in that neighborhood. A lot, a lot of a lot of bad, a lot of bad shit too. But but a lot of a lot of funny yeah. stories. Like Devin, case in point. Man, he pulled a gun on me and you Tony one night. You lived with him post shooting, right? Uh, Wait, what did you say? He pulled a gun on me and Tony one night. Me and Tony were fighting each other in my front yard. <laughs> oh shit! And, uh, <laughs> and and he pulled a gun on us. He told. He told. He tried to tell us. I told the story in an earlier podcast, but I'll, I can do it again. We were fighting in the front yard, and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, like Pat, little Pat. Pat lived upstairs with his dogs, so the, do- the front yard was yeah. covered in dog shit. So we're, yeah, we're rolling around in dog shit, fighting each other in my front yard. And I, I had just moved to the internet or to the to the to the neighborhood, and, and Devin comes out and you know tells Tony to get out of here. But he doesn't know that this is like my best friend. So I turn on Devin, like, nope, he's not going anywhere. So, <laughs> so we go out of our yard and go to go to approach him on his stoop, and he's, you know, I'll fucking shoot you all. I'll fucking shoot. Goes inside, gets his gun. His grandma comes out, you know, whatever. Nothing. Happened. The word goes oh, stand there, like, go ahead, shoot us. He doesn't, of Fuck course. Yeah, of course. Fuck it, shoot me. What's up? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then you know, we, whatever. It all it all calmed down. We, me and Tony went in my house and or in Savage Street, six oh two. Devin went in his. Paddy wagon came out front. Nobody to pick up. And then, like two days later, he shot his own eye out. <laughs> and then he shot his fucking eye out. What a dumb motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, he's a nice guy though. He, I didn't realize he was so young. He was a young. He was a very young Baltimore City kid. At that time, Devin probably was like seventeen. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah. yeah. He had the he worst, was, the worst was, East Side stomach tattoo rocker I've ever seen. Did you, did you oh, see that thing? Oh, his hands and his stomach tattoos, just like, bro. I'm, I'm gonna say they look tight because you don't know how to accept rejection, but <laughs> <laughs> you, you fucked yourself up. <laughs> yeah, this is funny. Like four people are gonna know what we're talking about right now. I don't mind. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> had a homeboy when I worked uh, Hotel AV. I met this dude down in D.C., and he came to Baltimore after shift. We were trying to talk to this one uh, tech. She was gorgeous. But she actually called her ex-boyfriend up while we were out. We were like, well, we ain't going to fuck. Let's go get high. <laughs> so we go to Savage Street, and Devin's outside. I introduced him to Devin, and we're hanging out. That dude caught a DUI going back to D.C. that night. <laughs> that neighborhood just is bad, bad. Yeah, yeah. That's bad. It's, it's bad. like real bad. Although I gotta say the what the one day I was coming home from work I was coming home from work and I worked I worked third shift and uh, some guy was like riding my ass as I was right as I was parking parking on the what was the corner Savage and what uh, uh not Latona um nah I, I forget Kelly. I don't know yeah. Clinton Foster no 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 whatever but I was I was I was parking right on the corner of that house and uh like as the the car behind me went around me i just put up my hand and gave him the finger you know because whatever you're just being an ass and i was parking like you know get off my ass i'm just trying to park my car so they they jam on their brakes as soon as i get out of my car they jam on their brakes and got big guy pops out big guy pops out and he's got his hand 
behind his back. And he's, you know, fucking fuck you, fuck you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and this is right when I found out I was having a kid. And I was like, and I was trying to like be the do good guy, but I'm standing there like, I, mm-hmm. all I got on is like my steel toes. I'm like, ah, geez, here we go. What the fuck? And, but I don't know what this guy has behind his back. And I'm like, ah, you know, what the fuck? Like, it's, it's seven o'clock in the morning. Like, and suddenly yeah. another car comes up behind me and like squeals to a stop. And I, and the guy who's yelling at me goes, guys, come on, get him. And I'm like, shit, there's two guys behind me now. And then I hear, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, stop it, and it ends up, it's Devin. It's Devin, who was friends with this guy, and was like, nope, don't, don't attack him, don't fight him. Talk about guardian get, angels. Get back in your car, but, so the guy does, and then it, it turns out he didn't have anything behind his back. That's just how bad of a wind-up of a punch he was going to throw. That was his oh, cock back. God. He just had his hand cocked that far back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn, I should have let him swim. Nice, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should have let I should have let that one happen. That would have been an easy victory. But no, but but yeah, that Because <laughs> I've seen you fight a couple times. Like first time yeah, all right. This is some cornball shit, I don't care. We gotta be transparent. <laughs> I started throwing spin kicks because of you. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Like, for real. I saw you get busy one night. I was like, wait, you can do that here? <laughs> this is great. I'm about to start fucking kids up. And mind you, you like 6'3"? No, no. six one with a good pair of shoes. Yeah, I'm 5'8". <laughs> <laughs> so you look like a giant. Right. And I'm, right. Remember, I'm a teenager. <laughs> it's real. I know you can, yeah, you might have been able to handle yourself, but can't nobody fight a gun. No, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll run. Well, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't. Because when it was there, I didn't. I, I just stood in front of it. I live at Savage Street with my high school sweetheart, right? Mm-hmm. So one night we get into it, uh, alcohol involved. You remember Cynics? Yeah, the club out in Essex, right? Yeah, out in Essex. Uh, Tara and T.U.I. played Cynics. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Cynics had like a Thursday night, all you can drink. Women, $8. Men, $11. <laughs> wow, that's a deal. Yeah, real life. It got shut down because the dude got stabbed. Really nice guy. Yeah. But you would go to Cynics and get thrashed. So after a night of being, now mind you, teenagers in love. We in our early 20s. It's like, I love you, but like, you know, there's other pussy out here. So me and her out there getting to it. Long story short, and Pat's old lady Ashley can attest to this. Like me, Shorty, like we got into it one time, whatever. So the police pull up. I have a police baton in my hand, and she has fallen, and she's on the ground. This is not a good look. <laughs> no, that's a bad situation. It's really a bad situation. Early twenties plus alcohol. The cop went to get out the car. I was like, "You want it?" My man got back in the car and drove away. I bullshit you not. <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore, East Baltimore County cop was like, ah, you know what, yo, you good, and just left. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like I'm not surprised. Street. I'm not surprised. Not at all. No. Burning roaches in the backyard, shooting rats. Man, I forgot. I try to block that shit out because, like, then that all culminated with Mike passing away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, we don't we don't harken back to the Savage Street days too often, but it was a good fucking time. <laughs> it was. I. I, I mean. I, I remember. We'll go. Go a little bit more recent. Once my daughter was born, 
I was they they had just put a new uh, a new uh, uh, playground down at that school, the elementary school down the block, mm-hmm. and we walked down there the one day. It was brand new, and uh, went to let her play on the playground, and we couldn't because someone had melted the entire playground. Because <laughs> you know how they're made out of plastic now. Someone burnt the whole thing down. You went to the elementary school and burnt down the playground. You sick bastard! What? Just because the savage street. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Exactly. Oh, does oh. it start with an R? Rapola. No, there was... Rapola. Remember, it was, it's, uh, it's alphabetical there. Rapola, uh, quail... What else was there? Uh, Tolna, Oldham. Yeah, Tolna. Yeah. Oldham. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Oldham boys. Yeah. Shout out Scotland Towers. <laughs> Newkirk, Newkirk. I eventually lived on Newkirk as well after that. But anyway, so all right, let, we're way off track. Let's get. Oh yeah, let's get back. remember I helped. You were moving in when I helped Pascal move out a Goldberg's house. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That, it's and, crazy. And you know that 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 house there. That house there. All right, this is for Baltimore hardcore history. That house there, that's that's Dom owns that, you know, A three. Yeah, I would say that's Integrity. Dom owns that house. Dom owns that house, and the house beside it was the one that like Nick Justice, um, you know, the, every everybody lived in those in those two houses there on, on Newkirk Street, three thirty three thirty eight, and I think three forty. Yeah, but yeah, like just... so, just, and also for hardcore, uh, not prosperity, prosperity. Whatever. Yeah. Continuity. There's like, and I'm going to go somewhere with this, but yeah. who gives a shit? So like, we talk about hardcore and like you got the city and mm-hmm. the county. Right. And you know, there were kids who lived in the county, but at some point you made that track. Like if you wanted to be close to the bars and your friends and your shows, even if you can live at home rent free, you're like, fuck this. I'm moving out <laughs> because I want to hang out with my friends. Right. Like these are my right. actual friends now. I've been hanging out with these people. By the time I moved out, I'd been going to shows about four or five years now. And I saw these people at school. I saw these people pretty much every weekend, weekday. Like, these are my actual, this is my actual family. That's when that whole, like, 25 to life, strength through unity, we are community shit was really popping in my world. Because that was, those were my friends. Right. You know what I mean? But anyway, off of that. So, (laughs) all right. So, so when, when you, when you start, when you start playing and end it, you you yeah. released that you released that first demo EP, whatever we're gonna call it, and it seemed like you guys picked up some pretty good steam right away. Yeah, shout out Flat Spot. 
And that was is that mostly to flat spots flat spots credit? I'm gonna give credit where credit's due. They uh put the tours together, they got the connections, you know, that's why I guess you assimilate yourself with a label. Right. Because clout does move shit. But uh if we sucked, no one would have liked it. So It's very true. Very true. And it, is that, you know what I mean, there's, there's only so much that your friends can vouch for. This dude might be the coolest guy, but like, if I don't like him, fuck him. <laughs> exactly, and that would, but that was that just basically based on your friendship with Che? Well, yeah, because I right, so obviously I've known Che forever. Yeah, but I was saying I was like in between homes. I bought like a Dodge b250 89 black van off of kevin that runs developing nations i think i yeah kevin bernstein i remember being in that van once and i think there was a milk crate for a middle seat and i remember falling down as uh-huh. you accelerated yo you remember my purple van yeah i remember you picked us up from charles house once it was me you nick and somebody else <laughs> and yeah. it was, we had both nick, calhoun and keith you myself yeah anyway. yeah, yeah so yeah. i bought this uh b250 and i had Moved out of the house that I like. I was trying to build a life. Shorty told me she was pregnant, so I'm like, all right, I'll do the right thing, sure. And my car got repossessed, but luckily Kevin sold me that van for like 200, yeah. and it was supposed to be the band van, <laughs> so that we can go on tour and like hit shows and whatnot. And the band van turned into my house because <laughs> it was in my name, right? I paid the insurance, I got the tag, so like, sure. So. I moved, I'm not going back home. I can't live with my baby mother. So I basically was like living out of that van and sleeping on the couch at 833 West 35th Street up in Hamden. Yeah. And Justin's lived over there at one point in time, fucking Esbrake, all types of people. And at that point, Che, Jacob, Nick were living there, and Kyle at this point in time. So like I used to just sleep over there all the time. Right. So like that's how me and Che got closer and cooler because we knew each other by proximity but we weren't like cool yeah yeah but you know you spend a couple 6 a.m 4 a.m 7 a.m's with a dude you have a friendship right right <laughs> well, <laughs> so it, it's, well yeah and it does and but it but it does take a couple because like everybody i mean baltimore is small enough and everybody knows each other enough but but it's like that though you don't you might all occupy the same space and speak to each other at shows and shit but you're not really tight with everybody there, you know. And I think that's no. something. I think that's something that some people need to need to understand too. Is that just because you're all in the same room doesn't mean these are all your friends. Just because you have similar yeah, interests no. doesn't mean they're all they're all with you, you know. So yeah, not everyone's here for the same thing. Right, right. So so it is it is nice when you just actually actually establish those relationships and uh, the real friendships that, and the shit that comes out of it. But uh, I, I think I remember that 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 place they were living. Is that did Ev from Mindset live nearby too? I'll say yeah. Ev lived like two three doors down. With, well, still does with Jillian. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Actually, uh, shit. I think they might be right next door. That's probably that's the way it always seemed but to that work. House, but that house ended up with fucking bed bugs. Ooh, evacuate. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. When you get the bed bugs, it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. So, so, uh, so I hope you're out of there, not not living in the van, and not living with the nah, bed bugs. I, uh, I'm dating this woman from Chicago. We oh, live yeah. like we got a, a nice little two bedroom right now. I'm trying to stay on the straight and narrow. Wow, the Evan Williams is a good start. Um, I guess. 
<laughs> well, t- t- tell me about this record that you, that you got coming out, uh, the one-way track. I listen to it a lot because it's easy to listen to a lot because it's short as shit, but it's also very good. Amy, you remember when Trash Talk released, what was it, Leopards to Feed the Leopards, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that shit was like, boom, from the drive from my parents' house in Rosedale to Dundalk, I can listen to that thing three times through. <laughs> yeah, that's but like this. That wasn't our intention. Yeah. We just, um, we had the music we had, and we just recorded it uh, lyrically. Because, of course, you know, like, Ray Lee, we, we had a couple member changes in between the EPs and even, like, the tours, you know what I mean? Because, like, that's just how life is. Life, life's coming at you. Right. And, I don't know, li- I can only speak lyrically. The song titles pretty much let you know what's going on. That's, like, uh, a culmination of three years of just like I've been hanging out in bars, but it's one thing to like hang out in bars and it's another thing to be in bars. Yeah. Like uh during that point in time I became a fixture of the auto bar. You know, I'm ripping running, I'm doing security, but I'm also inadvertently becoming like a OG. Right. Because of course older people phase out. Sure. And someone has to be there to give the city and the scene that reputation and to be quite frank somebody got to secure these places because these kids talk a big game with their fingers but when it comes time to actually because that was the whole 211 boot boy thing and all that shit's going on you know what i mean (laughs) those guys crack me up yeah yeah exactly and it it is absurd because like what the fuck but at any rate you fighting and hanging out so you know that's that's literally just all the cps about those couple years months or whatever just uh i don't know what is is there is there, a track, my part. is there a track on there in particular that you that you feel strongly strong strongest about uh most uh probably one way track the title the last one actually i don't know that intro i really meant that well you listen to the lyrics of the intro we're yeah. gonna go with the intro i like one way track but the intro is the most sincere and most honest one I hear you. I, I, I got to tell you, you, uh, you taught me lingo, which is good. I need, I need to expand my uh, vocabulary. Uh, I, 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 actually, I definitely, like, I thought I understood, and I, I, was, I was mostly right, but I definitely had to uh, 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 look up solo, uh, solo dolo. <laughs> yeah, you're out here running dolo. Yeah, I, I had to figure out what dolo was. I, I, I knew what solo was. Right, because that's a word, but dolo it turns out is not a word. It's like a well. You do realize the best way I could assimilate it is like a lot of Baltimore. Well, the way I speak is like an amalgamation, like Philadelphia and DC and Baltimore, mm-hmm. and also Dundalk and Hamden. You know what ooh, I mean? So ooh, it's like a weird appeal copy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, dolo down low, right? No, no, because you solo dolo. Like, the dolo don't even count. Dolo just rhyme with solo. Because, all right, so basically what happens is, in the course of hanging out in bars and you repping running, and I, you know those nice guys making friends? Yeah. I was hanging out with those guys. Yeah. So people would come up to me and just say stuff. As if I don't have a bunch of adult males with free time that'll kick your fucking head in. <laughs> and... It's good, bad, and different, whatever, but the family's a family, and it's a very real thing. Yeah. So 
when I say because you run in solo dolo, you get people who come to your face, they get a little booger sugar in them and liquid courage, and they want to talk all tough like you guys are this and you're that. And it's like, I know what world you're coming from where people have told you your opinions matter and this is that. But the world I'm coming from is like, we'll just beat the shit out of you. <laughs> so, like, if you're beat up, you can't talk. And I'm going to kick you in your head so hard you forgot who did it. And then I'm going to walk away. That's very violent. So I was taking a sip of my beer. I wasn't at a loss for words. That's very violent of you, and I discourage it. I, I, I mean, clearly, I met you a time or two. Yeah. Younger you would have been like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, they, no, and we're not, we're not fucking cavemen. But right. you talk to people, and you're like, I totally see your political stance. I understand your, your identifies, and that's great. But like. At what point does what you're doing actually offend me? Yeah. Well, I, I, people feel like they're supposed to exist within a bubble where they can just like, oh, well, I'm just being you. Well, being me is hurting you. So now we're at an impasse. What's up? <laughs> well, I had a discussion the other day. Actually, it was it was, it was brought on by, by by that. I don't know if you're aware, but I think most people were the, the a fight in a football game where the guy hit the hit the Steelers quarterback with his helmet. Yeah, and. and uh, and my I mean, a coworker and I were talking, and I said, "I don't know. I, th- I feel like the the quarterback's to blame for that one. You know, you were trying to take off his helmet. He took off yours. Then you rushed him, and then he hits you with your helmet. To me, <laughs> you don't you you escalated that every time, and he just kept responding. And 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 this could have been a shouting match, right? But but you don't your your ten is is his too, so." Exactly. You, you don't know where somebody where somebody lies, where somebody's tolerance for you know where they're starting at. His starting his his second his second move was to hit you with a helmet. Like, so <laughs> like be prepared for that. You're trying to like, how can I stop the gun? Maybe he's gonna throw a leg kick. Leg yeah. kick. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna shoot you. Can you stop a bullet? Right. You no, just, you can't stop a bullet. That's what I just think. Like it's a good lesson for people and and everybody, myself included. Just be aware that sometimes people will escalate way quicker than you can ever imagine. And that doesn't make them right. It just means it's just real. It just happens like that. And that's the thing. No one's speaking of right and wrong here. Yeah. We're talking about fact versus fiction. Yeah, that's 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 fair then. It's, it's not like, be, you know what's right? Being right. Being right means you see someone, a woman getting attacked and you step in and you might get stabbed or assaulted. You know what I right, mean? Right. Yes, you did the right thing. Ultimately, your body is now damaged. Right. That you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you were right, but like now you stand. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Come so, in, come in with know. a helmet. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Don't first off think think about how intimate taking someone trying to rip someone's chin strap off is. Mm-hmm. You reaching for my face? I think I, I think I experienced someone try to rip someone's chin off in the sidebar at one point. <laughs> I, think, I think I've seen it. <laughs> You saw it? <laughs> yeah, I remember Charles trying to rip someone's, literally rip their jaw off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, your most favorite person in the world told me that tale one time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but we ain't even going to drop it. No point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You, I'm a, I'm a, all I have to say is this, out of, out of respect. Yeah. I love him. He's a handful. Yes, yes, yes. Things have changed. Because we've grown. Yeah. We've grown. <laughs> And I'm gonna give him points for consistency. <laughs> it's, it's hard to maintain that level <laughs> for that long, but we see where we it gets. We keep being you. honest. 
that's actually who he is. <laughs> that's very true. A lot of people that's, think out here that's, that's exactly who he is. But we're not talking about him. No, no, no. So, all right. So, so for you in, in Baltimore, let's stick to Baltimore Hardcore. Baltimore Hardcore, okay. and I've been asking this question lately to, to people from certain areas. So for Baltimore Hardcore, who is your personal hardcore hierarchy? Who is at the top for Baltimore Hardcore? I, and don't worry about offending people because who cares? And I don't think you would. So from from my uh, – I'm, I'm going on probably about 15 years of hanging out. The list would go if we talk in like God level, Baltimore yeah. – Gut. Gut instinct? The list goes gut, stout. I don't know. Stout and next step up. Fuck it. Gut, next step up, stout. Top see, three. You, kinda went, you, you, went, you went chronological there. Which, well, is, which is respectable. I think I think they it's all... It's called influence for a reason. Yes, they all, have, they all certainly have their place. I, I think for me, for me, I'm going stout number one. Stout but, number one? Yeah. I just I, yeah. Here's here's the way I try to grade these type of things. The type of the way I try to do it is which band has has given me more. Which band have I got more enjoyment from? Their records, their live shows, them as people. That like you know like Gut Instinct. I love them, but I've only seen Gut Instinct like three or four times. Wasn't around in their prime. You know, just have the reissues. Missed it. You know, next step up. So can I be honest with you though? Yeah, go ahead. Two black dudes. Okay, that's fair. And, so two's and like, better than one is what remember, you're saying. Yeah, two, not even two <laughs> better than one because Tad, Tad yeah. and those dudes, it's, it's not, they're not the same cat. But like as a dude, because you got to think, by the time I found Hardcore, it was on the internet. Yeah. So obviously I went out and experienced this thing, but my first exposure, like a 14, 15, is just being on the computer. So you're on the computer and you, you find this music and this thing you like and really care about. And then you see yourself represented with not just like a black guy with tags. Right. You got two black guys in the right. same band. And then they wrote uh, Disturbing the Peace and Rat Back Acid and shit like that. Like, yo, suckers always fucking up the things I hold the truest. Yo, that's a lie. <laughs> that's I'm a good one, to too. I'm convince you that Gut Instinct is top 10. All right. I, you, <laughs> you don't, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. I, I accept it. Thank you. Well, who for you was the so when you first came in? Who was the uh, well, not even first came in? Like, what made you? What band made you? What what fuck? What band made you want to start a band? Same thing. All right. So remember, I was already going to high school for like chorus and vocal performance. Yeah. Which don't get it twisted. Yeah, there's videos of me doing show choir. There's videos of me doing Christmas concerts. All that shit. Right. Because. The high school I went to, the high school I was supposed to go to was the kids I went to middle school with. And middle school was fucking wild. And my parents were like, hey, you don't have to go there. And guess what? I'm not going to let you go there. So you're going to go here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is good. So I'm already doing performances. Yeah. And I grew up in the church. Like, I grew up in the choir. So, like, a lot of music has been, that was not every Sunday for 16 years. Right. The band that really made me want to do it though probably gorilla biscuits yeah i didn't expect that one yo i love straight edge bangs i ain't never i wasn't even afforded the chance to be straight edge i've been drinking since i was 12 but like <laughs> so, i love straight, straight edge but they just got the fire minor threat yeah 
like, I don't know. But, yeah, probably GB. Right. And Comeback Kid. Comeback Kid. That's, I ain't I, know no bad. That's, no, 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 no. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. I really, I, I, I think that's a band that gets shit on. I'm not exactly sure why. I understand they play to a little bit different crowd, but when they first started coming out, it wasn't that different. You know. Exactly. But when they first started coming out, I remember the first tour that I saw Comeback Kid do, it was them and Black Dahlia Murder. What, See? What the fuck is that? Like, what, that tour yeah, doesn't that's come what I'm, around like, now. What, what is that? Yeah, what, what, what were you at? Were you at a hardcore show? Were you at a metal show? It didn't matter. That's just well, the way it was, and it's whatever it was. I was in high school, yeah. so 2000, whatever. You know. But, yeah. Yeah. So I was so, like, for me, oh four, oh five. Right. I'm 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 cool. I'm cool with those with those selections. But uh, so yeah. so what what do you want? What do you want listeners of One Way Track to walk away with? So I don't know. Stop. God damn it. Uh, so One Way Track was really that's when we were like rolling heavy. One Way Track was written. Uh, a bunch of the homies came to practice. So normally, you know, practice is just everybody in the band. That practice had like. Maybe seven, eight heads, maybe nine people in the practice space. Yeah. And mind you, we would all roll to the bar afterwards. So, you know, you all, we all, we all, whether certain people like to admit it or not, we all identify as skinheads. Right. So, you know, you got your boys, we in the crew. You know, it's something that make you dick hard by walking through the street to his beat. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you know, like, you man walk. Especially when you know, like, yo, everybody with me will carelessly beat the shit out of somebody. So, like, I don't know. One Way Track was just, that That was, I wrote that. They they were just running through the song, and I had them, they were warming up on it, and I wrote that song right there. Right. Well, it's, it's and there, I, I haven't changed the word on it. What's good? What, do, do you plan to, is there any plans to, like, uh, to tour on this or is it how, how active is ended i guess is my question so uh ray lee he got a situation going on you know what i mean i got my daughter yeah. we had we still need to find a more permanent basis so if someone want to come move to baltimore kick it come holler at us but <laughs> we just we're, we're getting back to it 2020 we're supposed to actually actively get back to touring because you know we toured the east coast yeah and we went out west but then after we went out west, life happened. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, I do have a child. And and people do. And our basis at the time, he had a kid. He's working through things. He got an old lady. There was a lot going on. So. Oh, all, all I can't reason, remember the question, Curly. I didn't drink half a fifth of Evan Boyd. <laughs> we did it. We did it together. All right. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. Well, um... So, so what, when does this actually come out? Do you have a like a solid release date for this? Your guess is good as mine, brother. All right, my guess is mid January. So I was told we're gonna drop a single in December, and then it should actually be dropped at least before. We got a weekender in support of it, January twenty third through the twenty seventh, something like that. Okay, that's not announced yet, though? This is probably still hush-hush? I don't believe in that shit. We're either going to play the show or we're not going to play the show. Hey, if you see us <laughs> on a flyer come out or don't, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. All right, so that's pretty much what we go through on a daily, right? Right. Motherfuckers got, they want to, they want to, it's, it's a lot of pomp and circumstance, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> and I intentionally eaten out of the dumpster. So I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, they, and I'm not even, you know exactly what I'm talking about. People like to put a lot of energy behind it. Like, oh, when's it going to happen? What's going on? Can I just play the fucking music? I just want to play the music. Do you like it? Cool. Buy a shirt. Let's hang out. I just want to play the music. I don't care about none of that other shit. Well, to me, to me, that's to me. I know it sounds ridiculous, but to me, that's that's actually the mature way to do it. What's me? Because who? Because who gives a shit about the rest of it? Like, yeah, you're playing you're playing hardcore music. It, look, other than okay, okay, we have seen we have seen friends of ours be successful playing hardcore music, but how successful are they? It's just, it's just it's just a it's a it's a hobby, you know. It's a yeah. hobby. It should if I be can fun. make this hobby take a buck or two, that's cool. Yeah. But it's a hobby. Right. Like, that's, that's it. We just play music. And there's well, a lot of energy behind it and a lot of camaraderie. And I've made, like, it's nice to know that I could go to fucking Spain and drop a name or two, and now I have a place to sleep. Mm-hmm. You got to yep. think, like, I'm really just from Baltimore. I'm not that special. No, you're not. I'm just a black dude from Baltimore. <laughs> but, like, I never, you know, my parents, my, my dad was born in 49. You got to think, my dad was in fucking middle school before Brown versus the Board of Education, dog. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Steel Mill, Baltimore. Retire, die. And now I'm getting the opportunity to, like, go to different countries. I went to California. I never thought I'd go to California or Arizona. And we haven't even done anything yet. Right. You've done enough. Yeah, you know, I mean, in a, terms of hardcore. Yeah. I think that's pretty damn cool. I mean, look, look, I, I talk to people about this all the time on here. I haven't been anywhere. I haven't been nowhere at all. I've been on the East Coast. You've never been to Arizona? I've never been anywhere, man. The farthest north I went was to Boston for one night to see Breakdown the next day. The farthest west <laughs> I went is Pittsburgh. The farthest south I've been is South Carolina. That's it. That's Are my, you serious? Yeah. I am not well-traveled at all. <laughs> at all. I don't know. I felt like you have been a more well-traveled young man. Nah, just the same places over and over and over again. That's it. Hey, I went to Redden and I went to South. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. A lot too much time in Baltimore, a little bit of time in Philadelphia, and that's about it. That's a wrap. Well, you went to school, didn't you? Yeah, but just in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, the home of the Little League World Series. Yo, I've wanted to be in the Little League World Series so bad growing up. Yeah, there's a cutoff, but you, I wish I could tell you you could you could do it, but you can't now. The dream's I mean, over. I that dream's join, over. I'm sorry. Like, if the MLB would tell them not to throw the ball so fucking hard, I'd crush it. <laughs> you know, I thought that too. <laughs> I thought I thought I was gonna be really good at baseball, and uh, I joined joined a baseball team when I got in like sixth grade, and I was really bad. And I got one hit. All, I got one hit all year. And then when it came, we we got in the playoffs. And uh, like I used to cry before practice. I didn't want to go at all. I was I was, I was good at basketball. That was my thing. So I thought I'd be good at baseball. Yeah. But uh, so I used to cry before practice. And then one day there was a game. And we were in the playoffs. And I was and I was up. And there was two outs. And if we lost, then the season was over. So I stood there and just watched the pitches go by. Bat on my oh. shoulder. Just let let it end. Let it end for everybody. So, 
Yeah, you just ended it. You were yeah. like, all right, guys, we're going home. <laughs> Amongst the protests, I did not swing that bat, and my baseball career was over. I'm be honest. All right, so my and my older brother can tell you, you were this kid. I can't remember his fucking name. It was the same predicament. And I knew this kid was pitching slow, and I was going to yank it. But he fucking struck out. I zapped the fuck out. I threw my bat. I threw my helmet. I didn't want to shake nobody's hand. I was like, this fucking... And I, nah, I'm not even going to drop it, because this is in, for perpetuity. But uh, I was raised by 30... I was by a steel worker who worked in the steel mill for 30 years. So I'm not going to use the words that we used. But he was everything but a child of God. I was goddamn hot. <laughs> It happens. It happens. <laughs> I'm, just, just... I'm getting upset thinking about it. <laughs> that was your moment. It got stolen from you. Yeah, nah, because for real, like, that was, man, man, I knew I could hit that kid, but whatever. Fuck sports. <laughs> <laughs> Get me all emotional. Yeah, well, that's that's what I, that's why I wanted to end it with you getting emotional. What did you say? Homotional? Was that? Did you... <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say that, Akil. Hey, I sucked a dick, I guess. It's, you can make anything up. It's 2019. Who gives this shit? Well, it's, it's you know 20- how many people lie? Yeah. No, I don't, actually. I, I speculate, but... Uh, Have you seen GoFundMe? Like, you can just make up a cause and oh, give like, me money. Okay, I, I actually... All right, the last episode I just released was me saying, um, I see the sidebar has a GoFundMe, and I want to hope it's all legitimate. I don't know if it is, but I'm skeptical of things like that. And I love the sidebar. Oh, I'm going to say is the sidebar is sick, and I do love side. Um, how can I come at this democratically? <laughs> okay, case in point. We both have children, right? Yeah. A bar is no different than a child. It takes care and concern and proper budgeting. I agree, yes. I ain't never asked a motherfucker to pay my child support. I hear you. That's 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 exactly what uh, what my thing was about. I made that child. That's my responsibility. Right. Tell I, me wh- I would never. And I hope I don't have to eat these words in life because both my arms and legs would get cut off and I can't provide for myself. <laughs> right. But I never fucking put my hand out because I fucked myself. Right. That's right. not fair. That's, that's taking advantage. And that's not cool. I don't agree with that. I agree. I agree with you, and that's that was that was my stance too. I think the things like like GoFundMe. I, I mean, I, shit, I was promoting one recently, but it's for somebody who's sick and need to be taken care of. You know, not exactly. n- not 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 saving a place that should have been that. You know, not mismanagement of funds. Right. Right. Exactly. That's not that's not fair. Hey, well, at least at least some of us can see through it. You know, and I and, and for right. what it's for what it's worth, I do hope they figure it out. But I'm not going to contribute to that. Yeah, no. Right. And guess what? I can uh, I can tell you a little insider secret. The place they they put out a beacon, they put out an SOS, and me personally gave them an SOS, but it's not the SOS they wanted. Hmm. I hmm. believe it. Ain't that about a bit? Yeah. Imagine, imagine you're like, all right, kill. I really, I'm in dire straits. We need assistance. And I come to you and say, okay, cool. Um, in exchange for my assistant, I'm just going to make sure your grass is cut and the, and the, and the sidewalks are cleaned off. But you're over here like, I really like cutting my own grass. And I'm like, well, I'm going to make you so you can keep the grass and fuck, you can help me cut it. But at the end of the day, the grass is mine and I'm going to cut it. Didn't work. And huh? you reject that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well. The cow. It was a coward's way out. I don't care. It's not like the motherfucker gonna fight me or say anything. You just you're gonna do what most of these kids do, which is look at me sideways, get on the internet, and mumble when I walk by because you know I slap dog shit out you. <laughs> Well, well, <laughs> and, well, oh, that's toxic masculinity. Yeah, it is. It's also effective. <laughs> no, deny, no denying that. No denying that at all. And, uh, you know. That's all I'm saying. You can't ask for help and then be upset at the help you, you're offering. Oh, I say it all the time. I say that all the almost almost word for word all the time. Don't ask for my help and then criticize it. That's. But also, we're, we're kind of dinosaurs. Yeah. Like my dad, how old's your father? Is, is your father still alive? Yeah, he's I don't oh. know, he's sixty something, mid sixties. Exactly, mine's seventy. Right. That's it, like bootstrap American hard work. So like they are, they were wrong to a certain extent, but they weren't all the way wrong. Right, right. No, I hear you. I agree. Hell yeah, because it's one on one classes and sessions, fucker. Baltimore, <laughs> motherfuckers talk about Baltimore. You talk about Baltimore, I ain't never seen you. And I've been out here a while. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine someone like in their early 20s coming to you, talking about, man, Baltimore forever. Nigga, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? You don't know nothing. The shows ain't even as wild. I'm not, we're not even going to regale them with a tale. All I'm saying is shit ain't the same, but things also must evolve. Yes, they, 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 they do. But at least you're, you're part of it with End It. At least you can, you can control a little bit of that. You're on stage right. now. We'll you know see. what I mean? You can be. Yeah, they didn't. They you didn't can, get a wrong one of microphones. You can be the. <laughs> you can be. Uh, you know <laughs> the, the the guys who were up there for us. Right. Hey, shout out to the dinosaurs. Shout out to the dudes with knee pads on underneath their Levi's right now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right, I, we done here. Yeah, we're done here, Akil. All right, Crayley. I appreciate you. Oh, no, thank you for doing this. Of course. You take it easy, all right? All right. Same to you, buddy. Peace. Later. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message.
That was Section Hate out of Los Angeles with uh, Day of the Rope, I believe it was called. I think you can find that track right now on the Winter Games EP, which I believe is a precursor to an LP coming in the near future on Flatspot Records. But I could definitely be wrong about that because I'm definitely wrong about a lot of stuff. Anyway, check them out. And again, check out Flatspot Records. But the main event there, obviously, was my conversation with Akil. Thank you for listening to that. I had fun on that one, and I know usually I would play, you know, songs off of the of the record that we're talking about, but because it's a pretty, it's a relatively short EP, and uh, the record label hasn't actually put anything out yet for public consumption, I'm not going to jump the gun. Absolutely could. I could be a jerk and put it all out there, but I'm not gonna. That doesn't make me a good guy or anything. <laughs> I just, just, I'm just not going to do that. So, uh, so. I hope you are enticed enough to check out that new record. I'm sure you were. I'm sure you are. Um, it's 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 a good slab of hardcore, and I'm glad End It is back at it and hopefully uh, moving full steam from here on out. Uh, the One Way Track is a good EP. I, I, I'm not selling it to you any more than that. Go listen to it if you can whenever it comes out. <laughs> I always have more information for you, but I don't. So uh, that's that. Um, the new intro music is from Spirit World. It's a band out of Las Vegas who I fucking love. It's actually from their demo in 2017. It's just the intro. Um, I don't know if that's going to be what it is, but uh, that's what it is for this episode. So uh, so thanks to Spirit World for letting me do that, though I didn't ask. Um, and uh, thanks to uh, Flat Spot Records for providing the music, the bands for this episode. Check out that label. One of the best going out there right now. As always, if you want to get a hold of me, the podcast, for any reason, do so at the email. It's gettingitoutpodcast at gmail.com. And there's also the Instagram page at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. There's a Twitter at getting it out pod and the Facebook page, facebook.com slash getting it out podcast website coming here in the new future. Hopefully, though, I feel like I've been saying that for a while. Uh, but yeah, in the near future. Um, that's it for this one. I'm going to end this with a track from Rule Them All, who, again, are on Flat Spot Records. You heard me talk about their EP Dreams About uh, a couple episodes ago when I had John Gusman from Rule Them All on. So uh, we're going to play another song from there. This one's called Doom to Consume. I don't think I played it on that episode. I hope I didn't. I don't want to do any repeats. I try not to, but whatever. Here it is. Doom to Consume, whether I played it before or not. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> Like a
it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.